Jason, along with Chris. Yo. And we actually have uh, two guests with us today, like we uh, promised. So from Brooke Royal, uh, Jack and Bonner with us. Oh, what up? Hey, everybody. So uh, so obviously we're doing this via Zoom. We're being uh, very socially distanced since uh, Chris is quarantined currently. So I got the Rona. Yeah, Chris so we can't uh, do it in person like we were going originally planned, but all work out. So do our usual 2020, 21, technically 2021 Blues preview. So we have, we're going to start from the playoffs last year through today. Do we With have to? happen today. We have a bunch of guys on waivers. <laughs> Half the NHL is on waivers today, apparently. <laughs> no. So, yeah, almost cussed. Yeah, no crap. Yeah, so you're fine. Everyone got put on waivers today. Yeah, so everybody was on waivers today. Uh, Blues finally made a signing official, which we pretty much knew was happening. Uh, and also, quietly, a retirement happened that we pretty much knew what was going to happen. So, yeah, a lot of different news today. And also, I'm going to talk to the guys about their latest single, We Wait for Brooke Royal, and what they got planned for, hopefully, the coming year when uh, we can get back to going to concerts and uh, having fun again. So, <laughs> Right. First off, well, uh, let's get to the Blues preview, and then we'll get into like some questions and answers after that with the guys. So, uh, we'll start from the beginning. Blues last year, after getting into the bubble, didn't turn out the way they wanted. Round robin did not go the way they wanted. 0-3-1, and not great. And then a first-round loss to uh, pretty much the up, I will say upstart Vancouver Canucks, young team. But lost in six games, the Blues pretty much didn't look prepared. I mean, we can all agree on that, right? Um, I think Agreed. the, the yeah. proper hockey term for how the Blues looked in the bubble was – Hot garbage. <laughs> yeah. They had turkey stomach. Yeah. <laughs> were, uh, yeah. It was kind of, it was pretty bad. So, and uh, kind of a year of turnover. So kind of a new era, end of an era, beginning of an era. What's well, kind of, that seems to be the case this year. Kind of that after I compared to when Bacchus left, after Bacchus left, yeah. it kind of was kind of a new kind of turnover to a new kind of set of guys. Uh, it seems that's happening now. We had a time uh, when uh, Bacchus and it was kind of the Bacchus Oshi kind of era. And then Oshi was traded. Bacchus left free agency. Uh, they kind of turned up with Trangelo, Steen, Tarasenko, and that turned out pretty well, obviously, with the Stanley Cup victory in 2019. And now, so first we'll do our losses. So first, the big one, captain Alex Petrangelo signs Never with Vegas. <laughs> Dead so, to me now. Um, I know everybody was kind of hoping that would work out. It didn't seem uh, seem to exactly go the Blues way. No. I really wanted him to stay, honestly, because I wanted him to have a statue out there. Yeah, I I thought that'd be the lure, but it didn't. You know, I wanted him to stay, too, but I I had a feeling when that deal didn't get done, especially when they had that long break before the bubble when there was nothing else to do but negotiate a contract. (laughs) When it didn't get done then, I had a feeling that it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, but thank God we have Doug Armstrong because he was like, well, I guess I'm not going to sit around and wait. I'll just go get a well, pretty awesome replacement. Agreed. And, and I think that is the, the silver lining in all this is, is it's been shown numerous times now. I think you could even point to the, the, the Falk trade as part of that was Armstrong wasn't going to sit by and get held hostage by, by Petrangelo. He made the deal for Falk during the season which i think was the shot across the bow for petro yeah and, and you know he did what i think any gm needed to do which was 
when free agent day came around, he made the call to, to Petro's agent. They, you know, were him and and Han. There were two, there were three guys on the market. And when the first one got signed by Toronto, then Armstrong pulled the trigger on crew, which I think any GM worth his salt has to do. You have to protect your team. Yep. You can't really like deny that army's, uh, done a fantastic job but i mean also did, oh, dude, sure. did you see did you see petro's uh did you see pictures of his house in vegas i was oh, like oh, man you know i get it like <laughs> he's got like 17 kids he needs that much room yeah. you know it was like uh it, it's i guess watch your toes chris mason once told me when he got traded because he had just built a house here he's like yeah that's sports no big deal like just yeah. <laughs> see you later let's go i kind of wonder how many pro athletes sell their houses to each other I, um, I don't – somebody – That would make uh, sense. Wasn't Krug – I remember reading he was actually looking at one of the houses he would look at when he was here doing house hunting was Petrangelo's house. Was nice. it really? I don't doubt it. Yeah. Probably. I, I think the only all. one that got screwed on that was Tarasenko who built up his house in the way out of the market of where he lived and, <laughs> like, nobody could afford to live there because he yeah. added, like, $3 million into it. Was he? Is he still trying to sell the place in a I don't, court? I don't know. I saw it in the Riverfront Times. I remember for a while. I saw him. I know everyone was freaking out when he put his house on the market. Yeah, it's like he'll be fine. He, he's got. He's just moving around. He can do that. He's got. He's got enough. Uh, enough cash to do whatever he really wants. So he's got a couple yeah. of bucks. Yeah. You. So we'll continue with the uh, losses here. So the Blues traded Jake Allen, which was kind of the er- pretty much the early part of everything. We thought was freeing up cap space for. Are we put that under a loss. Huh. Are we huh. putting that under a loss? Well, it's know, a, he's off the team. I was supposed to say loss. So okay. off the team, got a couple of draft picks, got him off the cap head off. Uh, Blues lose a pair of, uh, I say, St. Louis Blues stalwarts. They've been around for uh, quite some time. Alexander Steen, we heard uh, kind of rumors that he wasn't doing well after the bubble. You remember he didn't really make it through uh, the playoffs. He didn't even play. He barely made it through the round robin. Uh, and he officially retired. Uh, right before training camp started, 5.75 cap comes off, which is nice. Uh, Pretty awesome. Steam, a lot of good memories. Anybody got favorite Steam liner. memory? Oh, man, I have too many, too many I, to count. I love that dude. I remember what, reading about it in the paper. I was like, we get a Stepniak for Thomas Steen's kid and Koliakovo. Yeah. I don't know who the – I don't know who Koliakovo is. But I got, that's got to be cool, right? Well, was, what, what was the game that he did where, where his, his dad was there or they were, like, honoring him or something like that, and his kids – his kid, like, was out there or something. He's, like, splashing water in his face because, like, damn, man, it is getting dusty in here. Like, I, I can't yeah. remember what it was, but I, I – I, I think I, it was his 1,000th game, I think. Is last, that, is that last, what it was? Yeah, okay, yeah, because, yeah, I mean, it was so cool. Sense. Like, I love that they, you know – I mean, just every aspect of the game when they do things like that, it's just so cool. Yeah. My I, I, uh, my two steam memories are uh, the triple overtime goal versus. I was there. Chicago. I was there too. Of course you were. And then <laughs> the uh, the overtime against Quick. Yeah, uh, I was there. I was in Austin, nope. Texas, and I had to beg. <laughs> I, I had to Sorry. beg the bar to stay open because it, it went into overtime like at last call, and I was like. For the love of God, stay open. I was like, whatever you need me to do. And I was in like all my blues gear. And they stayed open. And when the uh when the blues scored, the bartenders uh and I like basically opened up a bottle and like killed it. And then they're like, All right, drive home now that you're drunk. Thanks, Texas. Yeah. Was that That's the so series fast. was that the series when Quick in warm-ups ended up like pulling his groin or something? And it was kind of like not knowing if he was gonna be able to play. Was that that series? Is it that series of the year after? So oh, was it? Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because like back to back. 14 or whatever it was. Yeah. Whatever was the year that they won the cup? They won oh, in 14. Oh, 
They okay. won in 12 and 14. Yeah. I think it was 14 is uh, yeah. the year that the quick thing happened. For the record, yeah. I still don't like Dustin Brown. So I'm just going to no, nope. Nobody does. Not at all. Sorry. And by the way, because you mentioned him in part of the trade, let's not forget the greatest blues yes. gift of all time. Yes. Carlo uh, Coley Octavo against Detroit. So great. But yeah, I was at I was at the uh double overtime or the the shorthanded Alex seven, uh, Alex Steen versus Kings goal. I was there with was uh, D game. Hall. That was a great yeah, game. I, I lucked out. I was Darren's date. And, uh, nice. <clears throat> yep. I've been so, his date yep. a couple times too. <laughs> hey, me too. Pretty much that's the only way I'm going to a, a game. Everybody likes to take me. I was like, all right. <laughs> all right. I'll do a small side tangent before we continue. But there was a time when it had to be maybe the year Oshi was a rookie or maybe the year after is when the Blues started their rise and whatever. And there was a time when I, me and Chris were, you know, we just hanging out for the like our first couple of years we were kind of hanging out. Yeah. And I was telling like, oh yeah, like I said something. Well, I think it was maybe uh when there was a time one of the singles that you guys just released is on there. And I was saying, man, I already dig that song. And you're like, oh yeah, Bond's at the game right now. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then literally we we're at Debolitos. Do you remember this, Chris? Yeah. Look on the screen, I'm like, hey, there's Bond. <laughs> and then there was a streak of like five games in a row where you made it on TV. And I'm like, oh, there's yeah. Bond. And I, that was like the game I started playing. For a while, where it's like, all right, well, I see <laughs> Take Bond. A drink when you see Bond, yeah, there you go. Oh, wait, here we go. <laughs> Hit play on it. Dude, well, that's funny you mentioned that, Jason. I was just talking to someone about that. Sorry, like, Chris. <laughs> I was like, I was on TV. I've never been on TV or anything like that. And for whatever reason, like the first, like, I was on the games like three times in a row. And I, and I coincidentally, I had taken other uh, female friends that were just literally just friends at that. And then I get a message from my mom being like, uh, how many girlfriends do you have? And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, you've been on TV like every night. And then lo and behold, I, I ended up finding out, I, I knew through somebody else, one of the camera guys, and they were like, oh, we just always saw you on there. So we just thought it'd be funny to put you up That's there. That's funny. So the yeah, Silent was, Bob a... thing came up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they did the lookalike thing. And the, they the Silent Bob. Look and yeah. Looking like Silent, Silent Bob. Bob. Yeah, that was That's so good. Amazing. Yeah, but that was a little game we had for a while there where I was like almost like every game where we saw you we were like, that's an away game. Wait, there's Bond in Nashville. So it doesn't, so it was that like, it didn't matter too. if it was a home game or away game. So it was funny. So I throw that in there since you bring that up. So <laughs> That's funny. Uh, one more uh, retirement man. that was basically made official literally about earlier today, recording on the 11th of January here. Uh, Jay Bomeister made it official, kind of, through an article on The Athletic. saying he's officially retired. In the article, he said, yeah, I knew after it happened I was done. So uh, <laughs> just didn't want to, like, you know, yeah. which obviously it was 11 months to today. It was February 11th of last wow, year. that long ago? Yeah. yeah. That was one of the scariest things I've ever seen in the oh, game. Yeah, like, I, I mean, it, it, it shook me up. Like, I saw him, like, the video of him drop, and I was just like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. I just – I can't even, like, imagine how these guys – thank God they were so cool about it. So, they're just like, we got to stop. We can't have a boy just have this happen. Like, Yeah, and luckily with all the Blues trainers and doctors that were there, they yeah, were thank on God. it. And he's even said it wasn't for the trainers that were there, he well, probably wouldn't have made it. So <sighs> It's unbelievable. Um, so and on the dad's trip, too. Yes, yeah. which is crazy, yeah. And uh, 17 seasons, uh, most of them with the Blues. He had Florida, Calgary, and the Blues. Uh, one of only, uh, I think I have a 11 players to win a Stanley Cup, a World Juniors gold medal, 
a Olympic gold medal, world championship gold, and yeah, those four things. First place, and yeah. he is basically on Team Canada almost every year yeah. when he was in his prime. So he, him, and Petro got teamed up a couple of times, but he was a stalwart for a long time uh, and won a lot of different uh, championships. First overall, seconds overall. So kind of a underrated career. I uh, any uh, let's say Hall of Famer. Oh yeah, I think so. I thought I thought it was so cool. Because he went, what do they what do they call it? A dribble gold championship, whatever. Triple Petro gold. gave it gave it to him right away, and I was like, "What did you do that? Oh, holy crap! I didn't realize that he is yeah. one of only like so many players that have done that, and that which is, you know, why Petro handed it to him first. So yeah, yep. well, he had thirteen hundred games under his belt. Well, that's true too. <clears throat> I you know the thing that's saddest for me when, when you talk about Jabo is, I think the few years before the Blues won the cup, he was kind of becoming the new scapegoat for. When things went bad on defense, you blamed Jay Bomeister. He was the burner. I'm guilty of it. But I'm he really of it. turned it around. Yeah. He did. Dude, I think he was hurt. Yeah. He was like I, he played how many games in a row where he had not missed a sick or he'd never been sick. Right. And then he got hurt. And I think it kind of messed with him because he was never used to like dealing with that. And yeah. then suddenly I don't know who it was, or if it was just him or Bruby or or just Petro or the team or whatever just decided, you know what? I'm a veteran here. I can I can bounce back. I'm a goddamn hockey player. Like I should be yeah. able to should be able to do this. And he and he did, you know. And I he think did. because I, of that, it made Perianko better and the whole team better. His playoff run, the year that we won the cup, was outstanding. And he oh, was hit fantastic him last year. It was so it was unbelievable. You hate to see it get cut short because I think he may have had maybe one or two more years left, but probably. I mean, as soon as that happened, I remember texting with Jason. I'm like, dude, just call call it a career. Yeah, you have yeah nothing yeah, left dude. to prove. Go be a dad. <laughs> You've legit peaked, he's, like, and you're only he's 37. Had, like, yeah, yeah he's, had, so he's awesome. had the haircut of a dad for 40 years. So, <laughs> yeah. go use that haircut. Yeah, so your children. <laughs> so did Shaddy. Go when tell he came bad jokes. <laughs> so, uh, exactly. Yes, two guys call careers. Well deserved, both Stanley Cup champions, which is nice to see. So, uh, a couple nice. more on the I say losses or things that are upcoming. Tarasenko still out technically, uh, hopefully reevaluated sometime in February. Uh, I expect to see him the second half of the season, probably give or take. Uh, mm-hmm. Three surgeries in three years, so he's looking to bounce back. Obviously, Chris and I talked the last podcast about the whole him uh, being upset about being a captain, which I think kind of was a little overblown, but. I didn't know if you wanted to bring that up or get into that because I was gonna I was gonna ask your opinion on on the, well I mean I just kind of felt like first of all like okay there's there's a couple of things that I feel like it has to do with with a captain is a you you're kind of you're of course you're the face of the organization and and you really have to be able to do some of the PR type stuff that you have to do Ryan O'Reilly is fantastic at it yeah. and, and and obviously you know Tarasenko's first language is not English and, and things like that. And he's, and he's been hurt a lot. So it just it yeah. seemed like, like Ryan O'Reilly was this all American greatest trade of the century, like that just turned into something. So I was like, I, to oh, me, maybe. I was like, this is the obvious choice. Like it has to be ROR. So I, I don't know. That was my opinion. I just thought that he was like, he's going to be great. He's, he's a great human being. I've seen him like he cussed on air one time and immediately apologized because he was so excited. And like, you know, I mean, he's just a, a good dude and like watching his dad still makes his workouts and, you know, like regime and stuff. And it's insane. Like I couldn't do that on in my prime in, in high school when I was 120 pounds of virgin. There's no way. Like, you know, it's 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 just unbelievable last, to see. Last year. 
Yeah, last year. It's a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I mean, yeah, I, 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 I like that he cares. It's, I, 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 I agree with that. I, I still think that it's a lot of ado about nothing when it comes to Tarasenko. I mean, was he probably bummed that he didn't get more consideration? Probably. Yeah, probably yeah. But, I mean, if you look up and down the NHL, there's a lot of teams where the quote-unquote best player isn't the captain i mean you can even look at st louis you know the history of captains in st louis it's not like the star has always been the captain how many teams was brett hull on where he wasn't the captain you know he was the captain for a minute but i mean garth butcher over brett hull i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't call garth butcher uh uh, an all-star by any means can i tell you know what i'm saying like can I tell like the greatest uh, whole story that I heard? Second, I can do it super fast. Sure, no, no, take it down. His, no, go. His his very last season was in Phoenix. Like I, I'm, I'm buddies with Bart Hull's brother, Bart Hull. Name drop. Uh, the guy who watched, used to be with the Chill, correct? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. He's awesome. <laughs> he, he and I have been, stayed buddies ever since then. But every once in a while, you know, a couple beers in him, and he'd start telling stories about Bobby Hull and his and Brett Hull and I was like oh my god they're amazing but my favorite one of all time is I guess uh Hull in his last season he's like oh he's like oh my brother showed up to camp uh all out of shape and I guess they came out and they're like Hull you're out of shape and he goes hey round is a shape <laughs> that's right <laughs> that, sounds like Hulley. A, that sounds like a Brett uh Brett quote too oh god that picture <laughs> so, so I have family in Phoenix and when he signed with the Coyotes, and he only played like what eight games? Yeah, like, yeah he only a couple games in. I uh, I told my my cousin, I was like, "Hey, uh, see if you can get me a whole jersey." And so she went down to whatever the hell the arena was at the time. It wasn't Gila River, but whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Hi, I'm looking for a Brett Hull jersey," and they're like, "You can leave now." <laughs> and, like, just showed her the door. What? Jesus. They don't want money. Oh. They don't like money. They need money as much money as they can in Arizona. Yeah, no point, joke. So. That's all right. They got it. they got all of my money like three years ago when I showed up. This is a great NHL story because I don't think any other league would do this. I took my uh, inaugural style uh, Coyotes jersey, the kind that they brought back this year. Yes. And I brought it in there. I'm like, hi, do you guys do same day lottery? And they go, yeah, I sure do. And I threw it on the counter and they're like, well, we can't do that one. Like, but you know, if you want to drop it off and you know come back and get it, I'm like, I don't live here, but like, well, we'll mail it to you. And I was like, word, you're gonna mail it to me in St. Louis. She's like, yeah, we'll send it to the uh, the woman who actually does the actual stitching for the uh, the team uniforms. She was like, what name and number do you want to put on it? And I was like, I know this one. I know this one. Craig Janney. Craig Janney, number (laughs) fifteen. And sure enough, three weeks later, my jersey shows up in my mailbox. Hand stitched with uh, uh with Janie's name and number one. I love it. Good. I love it. Good. So I got the last thing on our losses column is once again the Blues don't have an AHL affiliate for yeah. the year. So they're one of the three or excuse me four teams that don't have an AHL uh, affiliate. So they they basically gained Springfield last year or the end of the bubble. Not playing this year because Springfield is very AHL teams are very dependent on people actually showing up. So yes. nobody's showing up. Springfield just obviously just can't afford it. Very independently owned. The Blues don't own them, so right. not to make any money. So they shut it down. 
So some of those prospects will lose another year of development and head to Utica to uh, team with the Vancouver Canucks. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I heard they shut that branch down in Dunder Mifflin. Yeah. <laughs> it must be, it must be, it must be not be a great place to uh, live. So the uh, so, Strangler. So, there you go. So the blues, well, we'll see who gets sent down. We have a list of uh, waiver guys on waivers today. Good clue on who's going down there. So, but we'll see. So, we'll go phrasing on that too, by the way. So, uh, I said gains or add additions. We talked about it a little bit earlier. The big signing to replace, quote unquote, replace uh, Alex Trangelo, Tory Krug, which kind of came out of nowhere. So, yeah, uh, I would say seven I years, $25.5 million. Last year, he had nine goals, 40 assists, and 61 games. Not too bad. Uh, very, a little undersized, but as we saw, uh, Robert Thomas found out in the playoffs. So he doesn't mind throwing his weight around. Nope. Yeah. So, what do you guys think of what do you guys think of the Tory Krug signing after uh, technically didn't lose Petrangelo yet, but we kind of saw the one foot out the door deal I, pretty much. I think it's fantastic. I, I, yeah. I mean, definitely. Like, I, and I think it's been widely known just from some people that I've talked to that a lot of these guys want to come play for St. Louis, and I think they want to play for Chief and and like because Chief's one of the only coaches that would actually beat your ass. Like, so <laughs> it, it's. I mean, how he was able to get Petrangelo or like the the whole locker room issue done, just knock it off and 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 do it. Like I I don't know, yeah. but but it's I don't know. I was I was happy to see it and it was like good. Like I'm glad Army's not waiting around to get played. So just yeah. let's go. Yeah, I'm sure I, I would got agree. Some stuff. You know, go we ahead, we kind of said it earlier. I think the the only thing you can ask from your GM is to to do the best for the team. And I mean, if you're going to lose someone of the caliber of Petrangelo you filled in with the best available talent that you could get that same day. And that's Tory Krug. And I, you know, look, I, I think that it not only is a good move for the blues, it hopefully opens up an avenue for Justin Falk to play his game more. Now that I hope so. And we yep. desperately need that to happen. Cause I think this is a year where Falk needs to either pardon the expression, uh, shit or get off the pot. Um, getting, I don't mind you know, seeing Boston losing all their defense too. So no, I don't mind that. At all. <laughs> I wasn't upset. <laughs> and Boston has uh, lost two of their top four defensemen, so it's a uh, they're going to yeah. be hurting this year to say the least. So yeah. and plus, uh, Mom, did you say anything monster. about crew? Oh yeah. yeah, I was just going to, dude. Power play monster. Like he quarterbacked the perfection line in Boston. I mean, like yeah, like, that. I mean. They're pretty good. I, I, I know you're going to get on to this, the next ex- acquisition that we got, but think the thought about Krug and Hoffman on our power play is like hilariously awesome to me. Like, it did just, anyone see the one timer from Hoffman last night? Uh, at the end of the game? Yes, yes, of course goes. I did. I, I just started laughing. Oh. It was great. I was like, oh my god, it's it's a genuine sniper. And to touch on what Jack said earlier, it's like, yeah, uh, these players want to come here. That wasn't yeah. always the case. I mean, I no. remember. When, Tavares was the big name floating around. They're like, everybody's like, no one wants Chris, you and I probably talked about it. Like, dude, he's not going to come to St. Louis. No one wants to come here. Yeah. Now it's kind of like how the Cardinals used to be. Like the Cardinals would be like, Oh, Hey, you know, we need another bat. Uh, we'll just go get Matt holiday and go win a right. you know championship. Like, Oh, cool. The Blues well, didn't do that. And now they're like, Hey, we need a right winger to take the place of, uh, you know, Vladdy. are like, Oh, we'll get my coffin. The best one that's available. Winning definitely helps that, you know, I think that yes. having the Stanley cup for sure, you know, helps us land some of those, some of those names, but you're right. I think Barube is a large part of that. 
and that's no offense to Hitchcock or, or anyone before him, um, but Berube is for sure one of the boys. Um, yeah. But he also knows his role and knows what your role is going to be and has no problems with telling you when you're getting out of line. Yeah. And, you know, some players like that, some players don't. But I think you're seeing more and more in, in today's NHL that, that players don't mind being coached and corrected if it's done the right way and it's done by someone who they view as a peer and an elder. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's massive respect for chief. Like they're, they're yeah. like, that's without question. Like even though he might've been a duster or whatever, but man, they, those, you can tell those guys give a crap about him. Like it, yes. it's, it's, it's pretty, I mean, to look in his face when Maroon got that goal of like, you know, basically the equivalent, like this duster hits this goal and all this stuff. And they're just like hugging it out like crazy. You know, it's just like, yeah, you know, like what a moment for like both of them to like Dude, see. Can, Chris, can I, can I throw uh, you and I both under the bus? Like I'm going to yeah. get, under, I'm going to get under that tire with you. So when I tell the right. story, you and I were sitting backstage at the pageant, maybe store of the year, I think. Okay. And uh, I don't, this is obviously before we won the cup whatever but i remember they had just fired yo and we were sitting there maybe it was someone else's show but i remember you and i talking we're like you're like what do you think about it i go oh man you know what i don't know he's just a replacement you know we're gonna get someone else and and you said in a bit he's not the guy and i was like no he's not and then I, said, yeah i thought he was a st- i thought he was a stopgap until we got um me, uh, you back yeah i, thought- I, I did too I think Your everyone thought pain. that. <laughs> it's just super funny. Like it was one of those thoughts I had after they won and everything. I was like, "Oh my god!" Chris and I both talked about how we were like, "Yeah, whatever." You know, Bruby, it's cool, but you know, we're just, I mean, this season's a lost older. anyway. Here's you know, like Coach Marty McSorley. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, I mean, it. it was the team was so bad at that point. Yeah, that oh, yeah. They were like whatever. Right out the season, get Q. We'll we'll, we'll start again next year. But. Uh, man, I, just I remember us talking that, about we were doing a lose for Hughes for a while. We were we were on that yeah, train for a, who for a while. Thought that? Yeah, yep. yeah. Dude, Jeremy Roenick said that that uh, like on uh, I can't remember what network he's on, but that's uh, why we're all sitting on Zoom right now and not in Toronto on the NHL network. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but he said that there was a story that like he had got like Baruby and him had gotten into it nine uh, years later yeah. when Baruby's a coach. He calls him into a room, punches him in the face because he never got to get it back at him while they were on the ice. And yeah. he told him, I told you I'd get back at you. Like, yeah. Ronick is telling this story. He's a coach for Philly, I think it was. And, like, yeah. and he gets hit in the face. He said they played golf later that day. And he goes, oh, I just wanted to let you know, I told you I was going to get you back for that cheap shot. Like, yeah, holy well, shit. Awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. Unbelievable. Awesome. <laughs> Sorry, I know we sidebarred there for a minute. Oh, no, yeah, perfect. No, it'll happen. <laughs> That's no. hockey. <laughs> no. So as uh, as Bon uh, kind of alluded to, so the Blues go out and get basically the best free agent that's out there to uh, booster their top mm-hmm. six because we talked about numerous times where we kind of didn't think the top six was great without Derisinko. Joe Thornton. I mean, mean what? Yeah. So <laughs> they technically signed Mike Hoffman to a PTO. We talked about the uh, cap maneuverability to get that to work, but he officially signed today for four million dollars, which is I'll take it a steal. So $4 million for 29 goals, 30 assists, and 69 games last year in Florida. Uh, also, he has speed more. again. I don't know we have a shot in a one-timer. We actually have a guy with speed, and not, nothing against anybody on the team, but um, this team's not been known to be a fast team for quite some time, maybe ever. Yeah. yeah. So it's nice to have some of that crew who comes in who is a burner. And then you have Hoffman, 
who's a burner. So, uh, okay, Hoff, so Hoffman, what do we think about? I mean, Bobby, kind of got your thoughts a little bit. You can go in more to it if you want. But what do you think about adding Hoffman to uh, his top six? It's awesome. It makes, and I guess I can only focus on one part of it because I was like, I'm only going to be excited <clears throat> if we get him and they put him with Thomas because he needs a setup man. And seems that's that. going to be it from the lines that they've been showing. So, and that's exactly what happened. And then I just got overboard. I was like making outlandish tweets. I'm like, you watch, mark my words. Hoffman will have over 30 goals. Uh, there's going to be, I would, I was going to say Thomas, Thomas, I'm going to say he's going to break the 20 goal mark this year. And then his points will be in the sixties. Boom. So, so what Turn you're it. saying is that Mike Hoffman's offensive upside is better than Pat Maroon. <laughs> I mean, yes, but I think okay. Pat Maroon could probably drink Bud Light better. I, I would agree with that. Don't tell Phil, Chris. No, no, don't tell Phil in his boat shoes. Uh, anyway, so Jack, the Hoffman signing. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited for it. I I think, um, um, especially with Ryan O'Reilly being at the helm, um, and just the massive amount of respect that I think uh, the league has for him. That uh, you know, you combine that with with chief that, uh, you know, these guys are really gonna, and, and really gonna like end up turning into something, especially like with, with being in such close quarters and, and, you know, trying to make the most out of whatever this weird situation is that we're all in with COVID. So, uh, goals. It's, we're at the point goals. where Sammy boy, who was kind of in, the, in and out of the top six is officially the extra forward this year. So that tells you the depth with the signing and a couple other sign, another signing we'll talk about. So, one of the concerns, according to Blues players that brought to Doug Armstrong, was they needed a kind of a, I won't say like your Tony Twist type guy or your Kelly Chase type guy, but some toughness. We have our skill guys, but the guy that goes out there that's going to, you know, let people know not to mess with our top six. So mm-hmm. they go out and get a two-time Stanley Cup winner, Kyle Clifford, who technically at the end of last year at Toronto after a trade from L.A. So won two cups in L.A., uh, we hated him when he was in L.A., so we know what kind of game he brings. So last yep. year between the two teams, seven goals, ten assists. But he's going to anchor that fourth line and go around and cause some havoc and uh, maybe punch in some goals too. So not bad for two years and $2 million. So That's awesome. That's a value That's value signing. And I think you're right. I think what he does is he ensures that you don't have people taking runs at being surgically repaired Vladimir Tarasenko. Yes. And you don't have people taking runs at O'Reilly and Hoffman and and Perron and Schwartz. So, you know, we haven't really had that guy since Ryan Reeves. Um, And you need that. You know, we've proved that you can win without it, but it's much easier when your star players can be star players and not looking over their shoulders on, you know, who's going to take a run at them next. And I think that's what Kyle Clifford brings to this team is, is a bit of protection. Yeah. And you can cycle him out with Blay possibly too, and that could be your you know, that a little skill for a game. Blay still throws weight around, but yeah. Clifford is just different, uh, different style, let's just say. Yes. <clears throat> it's nice Couple to more. just have that in the pocket, you know what I mean? Like, cause I now granted the game's a little different now than it than it used to be, to where you got some real balls if you were gonna run uh, an all-star, because uh, you yeah. were gonna hear about it. But you know, the fourth line is 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 very different. So like now with you know, those guys have a little bit more skill. I mean, you look at Ryan Reeves, dude, he changed his game. 
know how, how the NHL was going. And it was like, if I don't change and get better, I'm, I'm out no. of this game. And, and he did. And it was just fantastic because he went from like taking boxing lessons one summer in the off season to, I better work on my hands. Cause like, I'm not going to get to play. So, you yeah. know, but he was still out there to where it's like, don't, don't do anything stupid. Cause I'm out here. Don't think I'm not. Don't think I don't see it. And don't think I won't for, you know, that I'm going to forget what happened at the game before. So it's, mm-hmm. it's you know, it's common. So that's, that kind of presence on the ice is, is uh, it's a big shift for, I w- I would, for teams, especially if they're I would argue that like with the way the season's going to be this year, where you have a, a, a bunch of two game series or three game series, that that role is going to be even more important. Cause I think you're going to see, you know, someone may get hit game one and then you may see the retaliation in the next game. So I think being that this whole year is going to be a bunch of mini series it's going to be more important to have someone of that caliber who can protect and, and, and take a pound of flesh when needed. Yep. And he can would... score. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See a line brawl in the game. That hadn't happened in a while. Oh, I in a long time. <laughs> uh, let's see one more. And as a re-signing and that happened pretty close to camp, uh, Vince Dunn, to get him under the cap at 1.875 for one year. Uh, he was kind of screwed with no arbitration rights. So he kind of had to take what was given to him just to get in camp. Uh, but, uh, nine goals, 24 assists last year, played every game, 71 games. So uh, I think he's due to, you know, he's still the third pairing guy. I think you might see him kind of cycle up with maybe Scandello move down for a little bit. And yeah, uh, Dunn's going to be your other power play guy, which having been done as your power play two quarterback is not too shabby. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So, but he has arbitration rights next year. So uh, he is going to be extremely motivated to, uh, have a good yeah, it might, it might end up being a steal this year, you know, where he's like, I'm trying to get paid, so let's <laughs> and watch what I can do. Exactly. I think, well, that's Thank what Mike Hoffman's doing, too. Oh, he's, you better believe it. Next year, he's going to get himself a big old paycheck. And I yeah. think uh, leading into that, so uh, good segue there, Bond. So hey. uh, Jordan <laughs> Bennington, also in a contract year. Yep. So I think he'll, he's very motivated. He talked about not focusing on the past and how he was in the bubble last year. Uh, I don't and think anyone wants him to focus on that. Yeah, so he wasn't great in the bubble last year, but before the bubble, I mean, people were talking about yeah, he, was he was fine. 30 wins, all-star yeah. appearance. I mean, I would say above average numbers. I mean, not yeah. like I would say, you know, crazy numbers, but you know, better than what we've had in the past. Yes. Yeah. And the you have a guy who's in his mid twenties. The, the win column is the main numbers I'm worried about. I, I agree. He gave up a lot of goals, but our, our team gave up a lot of goals. I don't think it was on him. I think it was a yeah, little I bit agree. of a hangover last year, and they kind of were getting getting their footing to start, and I think he was the same way. And I think, sure, I think having a rest will really help him. So, yeah. also, Schwartz is in a contract year, so who knows what it helps. So, we have a couple – a lot of guys in contract year, so it might be interesting to see how that factors into things. Because normally when guys in contract years, as we've seen in the past around the league, they've – Turned very well, uh, Jeff yep. Skinner, who you know, yeah, he got turned into a stupid contract. So yeah, isn't isn't Thomas in the, la- in the last of his entry level? Yes, and he's the last of his entry level. He's one of those. These all guys be UFA. So oh, um, gotcha. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, but um, except for Dunn, so Dunn will be RFA. With he'll have arbitration rights, so he can technically put right. his numbers up up there and get a good good payday compared to what he's hitting done now. I like so, him. I want him to stay. Yeah, I think uh, the left side of the defense is very well uh, set this year and in the future. They got uh, Peronovich, who looked pretty good. 
apparently Nico Mikolo's done very, looked very good. So, uh, plus you have Carl Gunnarsson too as your other guy. So you have boom, boom. Yeah, you basically have six solid left defensemen to start the uh, start the um, season. So that is all the gains that I have. So we're going to talk about what we have now. Fifty-six game schedule. We're so already weird, but also so you're playing uh, seven teams eight times, which is weird in itself. It's going to be very baseball style. So two games back to back or two games in three days. Um, and you'll do kind of a little mini road trip. Blues might be, I think they have one time they're at home for almost three and a half weeks. They're just playing, they have a break and then they play a bunch of teams and uh, it's going to be real interesting to say the least. So, and they're also a new division, which we talked, Chris and I talked about before. So they're playing teams we're not really used to seeing, but they've done very well against these teams. They've finished above 500 against every team except for Arizona Coyotes. Correct. For some reason, really? yeah, the last three seasons we were under 500 against them. Everybody else were undefeated against Vegas. So we have never lost in regulation against Vegas. Yeah, they've oh, not regulation. lost in regulation yeah. three seasons to Vegas so far. Wow. So it's the Blues, the Coyotes, the Golden Knights, the Avalanche, the Kings the Ducks, the uh, Minnesota Wild, and the San Jose Sharks. So anybody that's on the West the West Coast, we're pretty much playing. Uh, that's in the United States, obviously. So uh, right now, a lot of the Blues are getting picked to finish. Top three for sure, definitely a playoff berth. We'll take that. Yeah. Uh, yep. So not too bad. So lineup-wise, a couple moves are made today. Let's just go over those super quick. The uh, waivers. Like we talked about earlier, everybody in NHL was on the waivers today, apparently. Some big names. Uh, Corey Perry <laughs> was one of them, who was in Montreal, was just signed and already on waivers. The Blues had uh, Dale Rose, Don Gillies, uh, Mackenzie McEachern, uh, Curtis McKenzie, Mitch Rinke, Steve Santini, Nathan Walker, Jake Wallman, and uh, Sam Anas. And uh, I can make that really awful, but uh, let's go with that for now. I think, I think that's a hard A. Yeah, we'll say that one. <laughs> so we'll go with that. So I expect those guys to clear. I would be surprised since a lot of teams put a lot of guys on waivers. They get the mostly some of these guys go to a taxi squad, which is about up to six players. Um, like Gillies will be the third goalie for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I expect Dale Rose McEachern. Probably I, Wallman. I they had Wallman. Him up. He was up with the uh, top unit for a while there. Um, yep. Nicola made the team, it looks like. Jordan Cairo had two so uh, goals. Uh, oh, I love it. Cairo looked good. They, I don't know for uh, you guys, maybe you guys probably don't know, but he was on my kind of like, I'm expecting Ty Ratty type things. I just, I always from get that vibe from him from a long time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just, I told you, man, just the last couple of years, I've been super like, I don't know, man. I, maybe it's just the hype has outweighed like the usage so far. I would agree with that. So he looked good in the we don't seem scrimmage. like we we don't seem like we 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 do our prospects like we give them time to develop. We I don't see us putting many first year people in. It, it doesn't really happen that much. Like Rico and Edmondson, right? I mean that what a rarity, yeah. I would say. So I mean like Kairu, I totally agree with you on that one, Jason. Like I'm like God. I remember how long we we're like just wait till Ty Ratty, a pure goal scorer. You just wait, and they got yeah. here and. I think he got one goal and I think it like accidentally deflected off his leg. Yeah. And I was like, Oh man, well that sucks. And then we moved him. 
now Cairo that's supposed to be had the same. I mean, what was he top point uh, scorer in the AHL a couple of years ago? And yeah, so he's fast and uh, everybody he's pure goal scorer. Pure, and I'm like, oh my god, don't you do this to me? Yeah, he is going to be great in Seattle next year. Uh, <laughs> I don't say. <laughs> uh, I think that. if he does halfway decent, they'll protect him. So uh, we'll see. We'll see about the Seattle draft next year. Be interesting who they lose. But um, yeah, so I don't know. So the lines right now are looking, uh, as we kind of alluded to earlier. So they do they always do pairs. It's kind of like what Hitchcock did. They always have two guys together and they kind of yeah. fill in the third guy. First one is your first line. So they're trying Robert Thomas top six, which is not a bad thing. Nope. Uh, they put him Love with it. new guy Mike Hoffman. Uh, what do we think about that? Yes, Love it. I've already told you they're yeah. gonna have a thousand points. I can't wait. <laughs> Pulling oats. <laughs> hope, all hope, day, all day. I hope they're on your fantasy teams. Yeah, I Chris, got Chris took a Chris took Robert Thomas. He, he said he reached, but I thought it wasn't too bit of a reach. Seventh round, I thought that was all right. Uh, I may have drafted him around the same. Yeah, because so I wasn't like, a bad I... reach. I thought so. But uh, so the, the usual is uh, who's had success in the past: Ryan O'Reilly and David Perron. So and James Schwartz will be. Uh, excuse me, that will be. Um, Brain Shen is on that line. That's a great trio. Yep. Yeah. Shen it. is all about moving to the left wing. So that's another thing. I think him playing for Rube is part of that. Because I remember he wasn't a fan of it up in Philly. When, that's when mm-hmm. they moved him here. And he remember he had a really good year his first year playing center. Um, it's it's weird how rich we are at center now. Oh, yeah. my God. Compared to a couple years ago where we were like, I remember when we, we signed Paul Stasny. That was like, like, finally, we have a center. Right. <laughs> but it was kind of – so now we have overabundance of centers and Oscar Sundquist is a center playing right wing. I love him. Arbashev can move in and out of center. So pretty interesting there. And then your third one is Tyler Bozak. And it looks like – we'll say Jordan Cairo because that's pretty much what it will be there. And you have Zach Sanford on the other side. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's – I mean, I'm you're talking about Sanford. The third line. Sanford, who was on top six line. last year. No complaints. If he can – Okay, let's do this because Chris knows that this is the guy I constantly crap on next to Kyrou is Jason Zach Sanford. Hates Tyler Bozak. No, I do not hate Tyler Bozak. I think I'm okay <laughs> with Tyler Bozak now. Hey, hey. He speaks highly of you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Zach Sanford's the one I was like, it's just the inconsistency. So what do we think? Uh, like Zach Sanford on a third line, is that about – I think I'm more comfortable with that maybe? Oh, I'm way more comfortable with that. Yeah. I think he started to show his breakout potential near the end of the year. He was starting to heat up. I mean, he had, I think it, all of his goals, he scored in like the last like two months of the season up until yeah. that, the, the stoppage. But I think that he's got some pretty, uh, for the fear of going into our comparison, uh, you know, basement here, he's like Berglund to me is what I picture. Cause he's a large guy. It was supposed to be like, so good, so good. And then you see bits and flashes of it. And then next game, you're like, man, that was a really terrible turnover or five that you just had. Yeah. <laughs> Snake bite. Yeah. You yeah. You hear the crazy thing? I do. I love Patrick Berglund, though. So, what? Get I'm out. I know. Doesn't it? It doesn't make sense. <sighs> it I makes know. no damn sense. I know. Between, <laughs> no. between that and everybody gives me crap because I love Berglund and uh, Bear Jackman. Everybody gives me crap. About I love too. Jackman. I didn't know I like Bear Jackman. <laughs> out, of the kids, out of the kids line you picked the bronze medal dude i know but you know hey he won the calder trophy though he beat out rick nash 
and Henrik Zetterberg for Rookie yeah. of the Year. Yeah. Truth. Respect the so. man. Love it. You see, and I'll tell the story, which I've told probably way too many times on the podcast, but I'll tell it for you guys to hear. So one of the reasons I really like Eric Jackman is so his rookie year at the gallery, I was walking around, and um, we, were go- we were walking by. So, so getting a birthday present for my sister and with my mom. And this is like when I was like 18. So I'm dating myself slightly. But so I go, so we go in there and we're in line at the gallery. Where, and, where is there, Jason? Again? Where is there? Oh, build a bear. I said build a bear. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's right. Build a bear. Oh, 100%. This is where I'm at. So five, so five people in front of me, I see Bear Jackman getting the build a bear. Mind you, if you guys know Build-A-Bear, there's a whole like shtick they have when they do the Build-A-Bear. They fill it up and they're like, here's a heart. Kiss the heart and put it in there. And so the lady is making him do this. And she's just like, and she's like, oh, what's your name? He's like, Barrett. He's like, so like, oh my God, I don't want to do this. <laughs> and so I'm just like, oh, my mom, like, oh crap, that's Barrett Jackman. That's, that's awesome. And she's like, why don't you get his autograph? I'm like, Hell no, because we're the same age right now. I'm out of here. I just book it out of the store. So my mom really walks up to Barrett Jackman after he gets his Build-A-Bear. Says, hey, my son really likes you. Can he get his autograph? She's like, oh, where's the little guy at? And she's like, oh, he's with his dad, like, down the way. So, <laughs> so I literally have little guy. Actually, up there. Actually, hey, my son says, all the best to Jason, all the best, Barrett Jackman. So Captain Insano. <laughs> yeah, it was literally just like that. What are you kids? You know what, 12, 13? Until, you, until you have a player call you a tall drink of water, it's it's everything else is okay. Yeah. Oh, dude, if it hadn't been for my kid being there, I don't think we oh, would have got that many players to come over because he was the little one, and like Bob yeah. was just grabbing every one of them that would come over. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's I got a picture. Um, Air Brewer picture. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're all putting the C up because we had. A, Man, I bought that shirt for uh, Darren and everything. It's the best. Oh, he, so I've never known a person to hate a player on their own team as much as Darren Hall hated uh, Eric Brewer. Dude, yeah. Ryan Johnson said that he could hear Darren <laughs> booing him while they were on the ice. Like, they're like, Darren, we can hear to... you, dude. We can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're booing That's him. awesome. Uh, uh, remember, remember when they used to do in the end game? Uh, like the games and stuff, they're like, all right, give us a let's go blues on one, two, three. Yeah. And they're like, let's trade Brewer. I, re- I heard yeah. that a ton I was, of times. I was at that game because Hoss texted me <laughs> and Darren about that. Did you oh. hear that guy? <laughs> man. So oh, mean. Man. Hey, but Eric Brewer, <laughs> Eric Brewer was traded to Tampa for a draft pick. That draft pick turned into Jordan freaking Bennington. So we're okay yeah. with that. I'm okay. Turned out okay. Good job, Brewer. You're yeah, right. so we'll one of my it. Thanks. One good thing you did is give us <laughs> give us a pick that became Dunnington on your way out. Yes. Yeah, so, so we'll take it. We won't argue about that. So, all right, let's go with our quick uh, predictions here. So we got eight. We got uh, eight teams in the West. Top four make the playoffs. Um, so I got a list of teams again for you, real quick. Be the Blues, uh, Coyotes, Golden Knights, Avalanche, Kings, Ducks. Wild and the Sharks, and we'll work our way around. I'll start from my viewpoint. I do Chris and work my way around. Um, I think that Colorado will take first in the West. Or at least give me your top four. We won't do. We won't the top four: uh, Colorado, St. Louis, Vegas, and Minnesota, or Arizona. Your pick. Everyone else sucks. 
It's your correct. Pick. <laughs> Very top heavy division, and we're okay yeah. with that. Uh, Jack, let me give you give me your uh, who you think is going to finish in the top four for the playoffs. Um, Colorado Blues in Vegas. As far as that fourth one, I don't really know. Um, I mean, I guess we can go with the Wild just because they've been, you know, more with the Central to because they've played a lot harder teams, you know. But uh, uh, Vegas and Colorado have, have proven they they're not going anywhere, so that's there. And yeah. and same with the Blues. So really, as far as the the last one, I guess it has to be the Wild because just because they've been in a better, you know, been playing better teams for a longer time. And then uh, left Bond, behind? Finish it up. I, oh, because I can't wait. I'm gonna go off the deep end here. <laughs> Uh, Blues, Avalanche, and, uh, you know, Golden Knights. I think they're – I can see Vegas taking the division uh, and then having Colorado second, us being third, whatever. Uh, but my fourth-place team, hear me out, okay. the Sharks. Sharks. <laughs> I think the Sharks, you cannot deny they have Eric Carlson and Brett Burns on the back end. They've got Logan Couture, Timo Meyer. And they brought over Devin Dubnik and Martin Jones. They've got a one-two tandem in net. They've got like a solid, like very similar to like Halak and Elliott. They were just both it was one A, one B kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And I think that they had a completely crazy bad year last year. Cause you know, they lost you're finding your new identity. You got you got Pavelski and you know, he's gone and Thornton's gone now. So I think Logan Couture, Timo Meyer, and Tomas Hurtel. Mm-hmm. I think I think you've got. I think that they're going to sneak in. That's my that's my bold prediction. That's a good. Because honestly, the rest of them, the rest of them doesn't really matter to me. Like because no. realistically, if I wasn't just being a, a jagoff and doing that on purpose to pick the Sharks, I would say the Coyotes. It would not shock me because they they did great. They've got great young coaching. players. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, they got they got Phil the Thrill still. Phil yeah. Kessel had a bad year last year. He will snipe this year. He will yeah. snipe again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm going dogs, with pretty much the same as everybody else. So it's very top heavy. Your your three, the three teams that were in the top of the West last year, the three teams in this division. So it's going to be quite a battle for that. And then the fourth one is going to be a battle between five teams. So uh, yep. I was going to go off the deep end too, honestly. And I thought uh, I was going to pick somebody like uh, L.A. But then I just kind of looked at a lineup today when I was doing my prediction, and I'm like, wow, you guys are uh, old. Yeah. So, uh, in two years, LA is going to be ridiculous. Should have yeah, they got a lot of good ago. guys that worked their way in, and they're going to start with Quentin Byfield this year and stuff. Oh, but. My, well, they also Blake Lazat, who was a monster in the world juniors for Finland, he's mm-hmm. going to be a stud. And they've got uh, Turcott coming Turcotte. up. Uh, yeah, he just got uh, hurt today, I saw. So, oh, did he? Oh, good yeah. riddance. Bye. Yeah, oh. so I'm <laughs> going with uh, Minnesota just due to they've been at least halfway decent. They've been in, they've done the, uh, I'd say the Blues of the early '90s, like just get into the playoffs, and we'll see what happens. We're a middle of the road team type thing. Before the yep. Blues got better, they were like they're like middle of the road every time, and they'll make the playoffs. But and then they might win around, but you don't really think them as like a top contender, unfortunately. So underestimating them. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Agreed. So, but they have Cam Tablet in that, so that's the thing that worries me. So, but we'll see what happens there. So, that'll be our quick Blues preview. And then I want, since you guys are here, one since we'll uh, ask some Brooke Royal questions. So we talked about you had a new single that got released in December. We wait uh, all over wherever you can stream stuff. Pretty much from what I could see, Amazon Music, Spotify. 
iTunes. Everything. Go check all those out. Give me your money. I, so I try to write down some. Yeah, give give them all your money, please. So help um, me, I'm poor. I try to try my best music journalistic stuff here. They write down some questions that make me sound like I know what I'm talking about. Really glad so, that you took the lead on the music stuff, by the way. Yes, well, I figured you were you were busy enough, you know, doing your uh, doing your thing not, there. So not doing your actual roses. Job. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. All right, so I'll do my best to oh, do we, and what we, I have right now. So it's all you guys formed early, and you guys are all in different bands early on. So what kind of brought uh, you guys together uh, initially? We uh, honestly pops i think yeah we were all drunken judges for the local show for a long time and uh we had played in shows together and it was it was one of those things where we just talked about man wouldn't it be cool if we could just like all do a band and i think that's pretty much how it started for the most part pretty much the way i remember it yeah i mean um i mean we were just sitting in the back of pops judging the show's taking shots and hanging with the point people. And um, I went to Little Rock for a little bit to do a thing there. And then I um, uh, started making demos there. And when I came back, it was like, okay, let's, uh, you guys want to do this for real? And that's kind of off, off we went. So it was literally probably just kind of came together because of us just being idiots. Pops was our neighborhood, bo- neighborhood bar. To which, like, which none of us live by, by obviously. No, no, we didn't. But we were there every, at least every Sunday for sure. But yep, you know, just just always with each other. So it was just like you know, let's. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty. Hey, we're all musicians. Let's play. Yeah, I, I believe uh, Jack came up to me and Cornbread and was just like, "Hey, let's we should just start a band." I was related to it was kind of the era of like Audio Slave and uh, what was the oh my god why am I missing the other one the gnr stp one. Oh my god hoss all the revolver oh, all the revolver go. thank you but like i related it to that like i feel like in that time we were like well we should just take a bunch of our friends and be in a band and then you know a free bar tab at pops later uh <laughs> you know there were demos sent and jack like he said was living in little rock we'd literally call him on the phone and be like hey man uh cornbread and i are playing this song am i playing this part right that uh this song you wrote and we would like be giving each other notes like over the phone, which there was no, we didn't have FaceTime. It didn't exist then. So it been way easier if we had Dropbox back then. I tell you that much. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah there was no, there was no cloud. I'm sending it, I'm no sending it over then. via Hotmail just to, you yeah. know. The cloud of Sage that filled our. All right. Next question that Mike had said. So when you guys, uh, so I'm going to fast forward from then till uh, now with you guys. So you guys, when did you guys jump back in the studio officially to start recording? Like you had We Wait and probably some more stuff that's on its way. When did you guys start getting back in the studio? Two years ago. Yeah. Years ago. Probably. Yeah. We had like two, we had two of the worst, worst years we've ever had. Um, we lost um, our producer. Um, he passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, bon had a family member pass away. Matt had a family member pass away. I had a very, very good, good friend pass away. We had COVID. I mean, it was just like, impossible that this was going to happen because it was the most defeating couple of years I think we've ever had you know and and uh forget the fact that you know we're just this this local band you know but it's just like man I I I don't know if this is gonna happen I don't know that like how we even have motivation to keep rolling is you know thank god we love the hell out of each other because otherwise there's no way in hell this would ever happen because it was just 
you know, if there'd been any kind of riffs at all um, within the band, it, there's no way it would have happened. But I, we just <laughs> took the two years and, and rolled with these awful, awful punches that we kept getting hit with and, and finally um, are able to release music one month at a time until we can actually play shows again. So, but believe me, that's, uh, um, might seem minute, but it, it really is a hell of an accomplishment considering, uh, yeah. all of us went through the two worst years of our lives. So, um, <clears throat> I'm just happy to be, uh, you know, still able to release music and, and still, you know, that's the reason we had stopped for a long time too. Cause I mean, Chris knew we, we, we got pretty beat up by the the industry and it was either yeah. going to be we're going to end up hating each other or we're going to go for this record deal um and probably not then be able to not be able other. to hug each other or we can say screw this let's stop and still be friends and we just kind of said you know i i think i i value my friendship with these guys more than i do the end goal of of signing a record deal so um you know and we and, and we had gone through a lot i mean we could have kept pushing but it was just getting to the point where it was just beating us up. So, you know, we get that, get back into the groove, start playing again. Then we have these awful years that happen. So, um, but had we not kind of made that decision to have each other's backs as opposed to uh, being on the bus or whatever, you know, it like, it, it just, you know, I think that's probably what kept us uh, being able to not, not want to kill each other and be able to still write music and, and, and still love what we do. So, and still love each other. That's, that's the big thing. Who cares? You know, I mean, we, we damn near barbecue and screw around and laugh our asses off more than we would get music done. That had a part to do with why it took so long as well, but you know, Maddie's one of the best barbecue guys I've ever met. Davey ain't too shabby, Bonnie too shabby. You know, it's, it's, you know, we, you know, I think for the most part, we've probably had more barbecues and parties than we, we even had shows. Yeah, we, we definitely get sidetracked easily around each other, which is a good thing. Because of food. Yeah, mostly because of food how, uh, and beer. And how beer. much of everything that's happened over the last couple of years has made its way into the music and the new songs? Um, if I can say about the music first, and I'll let him talk about the lyrics, because, sure. I mean, this is how this all went down. The music of these songs were, it was pretty much the end of 2018. Most of these songs were, like, already formed and on their way to being done we had talked about like legit like hey let's start actually tracking the stuff uh january february of 2019 and my family took a a hellacious blow uh and then so we all took some time off and then next thing you know it just kind of cycled through all of us kind of thing mm -hmm. so it was like the end of 2019 we kind of were like let's just hurry up and record the stuff and so like the music was like written before like hell opened up a little mouth in the u.s and right. started spitting its game at us and then uh from there uh because i don't know what jack really sings about ever <laughs> um uh, this this one was a little different um just because um now with matt benny uh in the band he's he's a, a very different writer and and like this music um typically before um I was at the helm of a lot of these riffs and, and, and the direction and the arrangement and things like that. And um, with this process, everybody really wrote from, from uh, vocal melodies to the music to, you know, and all that. And it was more of uh, lyric wise. I didn't, I wasn't really sure cause it was a little bit of a different process. So I was just like, I'm going to do 
what I think, and I'm very, very uncertain of it. And Bon will tell you for years, I've been like, hey, man, this is total garbage, but uh, listen to it. And they're like, no, you're an idiot. That's fine. Like, you know, let's let's do that. And um, true, I call with, him an idiot a lot. With this, I mean, it would do. There's there's a yeah, there's a lot of times that's happened. But, um, <laughs> you know, just like lyrically, I kind of I wasn't really sure what to um, 100% write about because I could have I could have gone really deep, but I, I just kind of let stuff come out the way that it did and the more when I went back and listened to it I could tell that I was talking about way more than I thought I was like I thought I was just kind of writing stuff to just write to get whatever was coming out and 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 now going back and listening to what some of these lyrics are it's like holy crap man I'm uh, like I'm talking about this subject or that subject and all this stuff it's like way more than I've I've never not consciously done something like that before so it's it's been a different process so but you know, and I don't generally like to say exactly what it is that I'm I'm singing about because everybody relates to it differently. But um, sure. for me, I, I, I kind of found a lot of things in uh, in it that it was like, man, I like half the time I it's it's me ending up yelling at myself about a lot of stuff. So when it comes down to it, so it's just kind of weird weird therapy for me, I guess. Yeah, in whole, Jack's the lead singer, and I'm the guitar player with Mystique. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just one of the blurry guys in the background. I'm only the singer. I'm just, I'm one of the blurry guys. Or out of focus I mean, guys. The chicks are great. The chicks are great. <laughs> Obviously, 2020 was a crazy year to be a musician with basically the entire industry as far as the live shows shutting down. Uh, aside from you guys being able to get together and jam and, and, and play, you know, just in rehearsal spaces and things like that. What's the, uh, what's the one thing you guys are doing aside from writing that's keeping you artistically fulfilled because you guys don't have the ability right now to get that high of getting on stage and, and playing in front of a crowd. Yeah. I, I play guitar a whole lot. I just sometimes I just pick it up. I just walk around the house and I just strum the guitar. It just makes me feel like normal. And then I'll, I might write something here or there, but uh, like Jack was kind of saying, like the uh, Matt Benny, the other guitar player is kind of like the main kind of took over as kind of the main writer in it. So kind of makes my job easy. I'm just a rhythm guitar player. You know, I get to, I can drink the most and play the songs the easiest. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> so do you guys have three guitars now in the mix just two of us just two, two of us. Jack, i mean you're not playing if, if, if we you know what we haven't even really rehearsed some of these songs like like so that's true um oh did we did we lose jack with the face? i don't know but but i love his face right now it's amazing yeah. uh, i might have lost him there <laughs> that's all right hey i'll take over for what was the question Chris, you uh, haven't consciously talked about it. Or oh, anything? hey, he's back. Oh, All that, that just cut out. All of it cut out. All that cut out. Oh, we got, we got about forty-five seconds of you like this. Hey, well, hey, you guys Jack. were frozen too, so I didn't know. Oh no, <laughs> let it go. Let it go. Anybody? Anybody? No one has kids. Eh? Okay. Right. I do. All right, <clears> so <throat> let's see. Whatever. Chris, actually, believe it or not, I actually had something similar to all those questions you asked, Chris. So actually, I was on the right track. So thank you very much. So. Uh, so we'll just bring it back to what we use for the podcast. So for the podcast, you guys are gracious enough to let us use uh, Bleed Blue as our opening theme. And once again, thank you guys for letting us do that. Because that's uh, welcome. 
I'll be honest, Thanks like when we first it. started, well, I started like six or seven years ago and I reached out to, I guess, whoever's running your Facebook or Twitter at the time, whenever, whoever I was Bond, on. probably. It'd have been one of us, yeah. One yeah, of us. so I reached out and I was just like, hey, I'm like this guy to starting a blues podcast. It'd be really cool if I could use this song because I really dig it. It's like awesome. In. And can I use it Please. and not give you guys anything for it? So we're used like, to that too. Hey, yeah. do you remember? Do you remember when we came when we came to your house and talked about it that you were the only person that ever actually asked us to use? Yeah, but that's uh, of as, as of that, all the people when somebody makes like you Wait, know, art. Camo X took it. Y ninety eight took it. They all took it. Nobody asked us anything. Really? Nobody ever asked us. You guys were the only one that ever asked us for permission to use the song, and of course we don't care. But well, the blues, yeah, yeah, they paid us for no big deal. But, no but we, deal. yeah, we also had to threaten to sue Fox Sports or whatever to get our licensing rights. But did that, you really? Nonetheless, yeah. yeah, it was horrible. It was miserable for f- like five hundred bucks. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah. I. But no, everybody else that did just took the damn song. Like, yeah. um, <laughs> nobody yeah. even asked us. <laughs> no, we don't yeah, care. So, like but I, said, I mean, I think that's why they did it because they knew we were super fans, and and it wasn't just like a marketing ploy. We we're just massive fans of the blues. Like, yeah, you know, that kind of that kind of was going to say is so when you guys were kind of developing that song, is it more you guys are just, you know, super obviously like just super fans of the blues and want to kind of like do like a blues type song? Or did you feel like I want to write, did you go into the, like, I want to write a blues anthem song? And so uh, like just for some, or just find something cool to play. It was going to be given away for free. We had already had it written. We played a game, we played at a game against San Jose. Shut out, yeah. what's up? and uh um awkward experience it was very weird yeah Yeah. that's gonna be weird to play at the arena i'll be honest with you chris it was not fun no one i couldn't imagine was (laughs) that was in the suite when you guys were in like a suite type setup we were in like this back area up top where Mm -hmm. uh like Like the the pepsi Pepsi plaza or whatever yeah Yeah. that. we were close to where the organ was kind of yeah Yeah, it's close to where patrico is now or yeah 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 Yeah. i think it might i think that's like pepsi pavilion or whatever yeah yeah up we there. did that like it was it was very weird because um did you guys even have monitors no the no. pa was coming oh. through the thing so it was like slap back and so it was just like using oh. like muscle memory like for me and my voice to be like okay this is here yep. and, and all that stuff and and it was okay i mean it really just was just more like for the people at the game it was probably like sure. Ugh. but uh you know on tv we're jumping around and all this stuff we almost broke the stage on the first thing because it wasn't like bolted together and the first yeah. thing oh, that's nice. jump and it slides yeah. and we're like oh my god and uh that one of the writers for san jose was tweeting at us and just said you know live music doesn't work unless you're in nashville and looking at you brook royal and so i immediately chirped back at him i was like writing about games doesn't work when you're shut out i'm looking at you san jose writer whatever the hell his name was like <laughs> you know what i mean like was uh, it the and- dude who went after bennington no, because I think that guy was in Winnipeg. Oh, you're right. Sorry. You're right. You're right. Was it he was from day? San Jose, but he was in Winnipeg. That's what it was. Got it. Sorry. I, yeah, I, I, you know, and so anyway, so we had, we had, we were getting ready to release the song just for free, just because we were fans of the blues, like to the point right. Scotty was yelling at us because I was posting so much and interacting with fans during blues games and Twitter and Facebook and all this stuff that he's like, you got to start talking about more music content. I'm like, man, who cares, dude, we're fine. And so we were getting ready to uh, release this song on our own. And then we played that show and um, was it McCarthy? No. Or Mac- McCarthy? Who, uh, Darren McCar- uh, Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. He was talking to uh, 
Darren Hall the next day and he said, hey, we should have the boys do a playoff run song. Darren already had the song and he's like, here you go. What do you think? And yeah. he goes, awesome. Record it. And so yeah. we're like, sweet. So we got paid to record it. Yeah. Well, that's they, how that, that happened. Otherwise, it would have been going up for free. I don't know if you know the detail of this, Jack, but I had sent the song to our friend Darren, uh, who was working at the Blues and stuff at the time. And he said that he was listening to it. And uh, Mike McCarthy walked in and I had just texted Darren, be like, hey, will you tell you know Mike next time you see him, thanks for having us? Like, dude, as a diehard Blues fan, our whole lives like right. that's pretty that's pretty dope and sure. then uh he then he said what jack said he uh mike's like hey he's like that's that's awesome man. i'm glad that they got to do it like hey tell them to write us a playoff song and darren was like actually they just sent me a song they were going to do for the blues and was like literally played for him in the office and goes tell them to record it and then i mean the the next day i think we were rehearsing it to make sure that we knew what we were doing went in the studio and it was on fox yeah. sports midwest like three weeks later mike mike could not have been a nicer person to us too he was so so cool like you know especially you know we're all dressed like looking like hipster bikers and stuff you know and 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 he's just so like oh your boys are so polite and all this stuff and we're like yes sir yes sir because we're you know we knew who he was like you know i was more excited as excited to meet him as i would have been any player so it was just (laughs) and bond was actually back there with him after the game at some point weren't you nice was that talking to Mike with, McCarthy with Darren? Yeah, and Freeze. He came. He came up to the um. The they put us in the suite. Oh, the that's what it was, or something. Yeah. And then he yeah. came in, and I met him, and I was like, "Yeah, I know who you are." Sorry, I'm I'm a big fan of, of the team that you uh, are employed by. Yeah, so. we're gonna try not to fanboy <laughs> from you. <laughs> yeah. Did then, Did the team come to you at all last year when they were talking about redoing the goal song, or did, was it like, "All right, we have Brook Royal song for this and an urge song for that"? Because I, I think would, it's cool that they've used both of you guys and embraced different local bands yeah. in different aspects of the, of the team. Dude, it's awesome. First of all, it's awesome just as being a lifer in St. Louis local band guy to be like us and The Urge are the right. bands that have songs for the blues. Like, yeah, how I mean, like, dope is that? What? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, that doesn't happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, but no, no one ever came to us about that song or anything like that because – we couldn't write anything as cool as what the urge did. Cause that, that song's perfect. Like yeah, a minute and a half of just perfect. Yeah. I think they're both like and, work in their own way to be like pump up songs. And I think the goal what they did worked perfect. And I think like your guys work perfect for. You guys have a phenomenal, you guys have a phenomenal like warm up song. Like, yeah. Like that's like when you the, come time. through the tunnel, like that's like the song that you would hear. And get the crowd pumped, ready for the game. Get the players pumped, ready for the game, and everything. Like I said, like I said, it's just too. Like I said, I've always been a fan of it. Always will. Always will be on the uh, iPad. Like, it's just, appreciate uh, that. Like when, when it comes to like, when it comes to the urge, you know, and and obviously, a the urge is 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 who they are. But like if if you know the Jost family um, mm. and Jerry Jost, their father is That's hot a, royalty big oh, yeah. reason high school hockey and youth hockey and everything yes. was su- successful in St. Louis. Yep. 100% it was Jerry Joe's pop. And and, yep. and the Afton Americans would not have been what they were without him. The Junior Blues would not have been what they were without him. So like for Jerry to get to be a part of something like that, like his dad would have been yeah. ecstatic to see something like that. And that just yeah. means so much for the Jost family. Like anybody that doesn't understand, like, yeah, Jerry Jost is, 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 
in the urge and, and just phenomenal, probably one of the best guitar players, if not the best guitar player in St. Louis. But for as far as what he did for hockey in St. Louis, like that family yep. is, is, is ultimate. So it's, it's so cool to see that, that element get put together too. So there's a Agreed. lot of teams that would not exist without the Joes. That's for sure. So uh, we'll wrap it up. I did like a bunch of quick hit questions for both uh, Jack and Bond. So we'll go back and forth. Uh, we'll right. do Jack and Bond as you go back and forth like that. So first question, uh, favorite blue growing up? Jeff Brown. Nice. Good. Uh, me, uh, <laughs> That's how old I am. <laughs> are, are we we're doing different eras? Like oh, whatever different... you I'll sure. do it all encompassing. Uh, oh. I'm doing up until uh well the next question is current blue, so we'll just say grow uh, okay. up. So I said well, I, I I had like the two eras. I was a I was a big uh Shanahan. And this then, interview's over. This interview's over. Sorry. <laughs> Shanahan and uh, Pavel Dimitra. Yeah. yeah. They're always my two awesome. like favorite players growing up. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, favorite uh, current <laughs> – Chris Ashiga said. Favorite uh, current blue. You love – Craig Janney is your favorite player. I'll get hey, Craig out Janney's of a, here. Craig Janney <laughs> is a friend of the show, so we can't disparage – we're not going to disparage fine. Craig Janney. That's you guys fine. Better, you, I love him. Where's Harold Snaps? <laughs> so uh, fa- uh favorite current blue favorite current blue i guess right now i get i, I gotta go with bennington just because it's been so nice to see a, a goalie that like this is we always talked about this this team is good that's are they not playing in front of a, a certain goalie it's no disrespect mm-hmm. to the goalies that they had before but it just man i don't know that kid Whatever he was doing, it was working. So I, I, I'm, I have not bought a jersey with a name on it in a very long time, and I bought a Bennington jersey because Me I'm either. definitely on I mean, team. I'm on team team Bennington for sure. And I, I have I've bought jerseys, but I don't ever put any names on it because I like that too. Can, can potentially be a curse. So, um, yeah. But you know, I just I don't know. I guess I guess currently that that would be who it is. Mine would be Mister O. Riley. Reason being, I have been following this dude since Colorado. I always had him on my fantasy team as like a, uh, like he's always a sleeper. He always made me money on FanDuel and all that stuff. So they moved him to Buffalo. I was like, oh, that's cool, man. Like I still put him on my FanDuel and DraftKings and stuff. And then once I found out that they were uh, going to get him, I called my friend at the Blues and I said, hey, whatever number O'Reilly gets, I want it on my jersey immediately. And I looked it up. Uh, actually, I looked it up yesterday because I was trying to prove a point of how much of a fan I'm of uh, O'Reilly. It was four days after uh, we got him, and he was like, I'm going to be number 90. Boom, purchased. I was the first person to ever have one in St. Louis. I don't care what anybody else says. I win. <laughs> Not Ryan O'Reilly is awesome. <laughs> nope, there's no chance. No, I had it before no his kid and everything. <laughs> the bond discount strikes again. Man, whatever, man. He's, dude, whatever, man. He's, he's a perfect leader. He's a perfect two-way player he's awesome he's not overly flashy he's defensively responsible and he makes makes me happy because he wins trophies and he drives his gloves in between every single shift plus he drinks guinness and throw him to the trainer and he plays guitar he just seems like uh you know we should probably be friends we gotta get him a new hat though (laughs) a party with you i i want to party with you uh i can live with his hat choices i don't care he looks a little too amish yeah, it but was, he's Canadian. He's a good-looking Canadian guy. He listens right, to the city in color. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Very Canadian hat. Also, we said that before. Uh, favorite blues memory or story? 
Uh, go ahead, Jack. Um, personally, for me, and it's kind of it's kind of selfish, but um, having been a musician and a fan of of the blues for so long, um, getting a to be a part of the playoff um, commercial things and and the song or the playoffs was just like completely unheard of for me as a fourth grader or a third grader that like, Hey, I'm going to write music one day. That's going to be for the blues. And this is going to end up getting you to be pretty good friends with some of these guys and, and things like that, like that, that was part of it. But when I heard it in Bush stadium at the winter classic, I was like, dude, I might cry right now. Like I am. Cause they would put, use our song for the highlights after the first period. And, and I'm sitting, I'm looking at my brother-in-law and I'm like, I can't, I can't believe I'm alive to see this. Like, like this is like our band is being played in Bush stadium at a hockey game. Like yeah. that really just happened. And then we beat the Blackhawks and the guy next to us had to leave because everybody's making fun of him. So it was just like a win all day. Like <laughs> That's a win-win. <laughs> it was great because he was talking some smack that earlier. That's as soon as awesome. Tarasenko scored that goal, he shut up and left. <laughs> 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 the whole section is just waving at that dude because he was oh, chirping the whole time. <laughs> that poor guy. Poor Blackhawks fans. <laughs> um, I have a hard time with this question. I'm glad I didn't go first, but it didn't make it any easier. It's like when you ask to order last and everybody finishes real fast. I'm yeah. like, oh, crap, I got to order. Uh, the cup is too much of a gimme. It's too great of a moment in my life. I didn't know that I'd ever get to see it, but I, and I hate to wheeze uh, Jack's juice here. The Hope juice. I don't ever say that again. Phrasing. Uh, juice. But like, yeah, getting to go to those first couple of games against uh, San Jose in 2012, where they were like, they invited us. We all had tickets and like hearing them come down the tunnel with the, you know, the organ and stuff. And then our song started. I was like, what life is this? but then again uh, you know what see i'm already thinking of like five other games that are like my favorites like the tarasenko, the pin down. tarasenko's first game oh god uh, I, remember, I was there I was in la for that i was Why? there i watched the dude score his first two goals i was like oh my yeah. god we're gods we're never gonna lose again and then <laughs> and and vladdy's uh it was against the blackhawks in the playoffs when vladdy scored with like four seconds left yep to yep. tie it i was sitting right behind the net whenever like on that end so i saw it go in uh you know freaking out i picked up some lady next to me we were jumping up and down and then jackman scores your boy yeah scores in, in ot i was like <laughs> I, I, i'm gonna go vladdy's first nhl game okay. i'll do that okay. i know i just listed like 10 different ones oh it's can I, honorable... I can do the same thing there's so can many I... yeah can a i lot give of an honorable ones. mention though sure to, uh, yeah um so we were lucky enough to play at Scott Trade Center, like for a show. Oh yeah. Um, for in 2009 for um, the Ho-Ho, Ho-Ho, Ho-Ho show, and uh, so we were talking about it beforehand. We're like, dude, wouldn't it be awesome if we got the crowd to say Red Wings suck? And but we're never going to have this opportunity to probably be in here again. It's like, all right, do we have the balls to do this? We got to the final intro to the very last song, I think it was, and and it was like, all right, let's let's just do it and, and see. And we didn't so know we, this was happening. This is all going on. in Jack said, by the way, <laughs> we didn't so, know he was going to do it. And so it was just like, so it was like, all right, you know, we're huge fans of the St. Louis blues on the count of three. We want everybody not to say, let's go blues because that's just a gimme. 
uh, we, we're true fans. We want you to sit there and say Red Wings suck. And so fortunately, the guy that was running lights worked for Papa Roach and knew me. He was running a light doing thing. He lit up the whole house and the whole place yells Red Wings sucks. And I'm like, yo, it's over. Like, <laughs> I can't believe that just happened. Like, <laughs> and it was because of that we ended up being pretty tight friends with some of the uh, blues players because they were just like, did you hear that first band? You said the whole crowd say Red Wings suck. Yeah. suck. That's awesome. <laughs> that turned into a weird, that was a weird night. It was definitely weird. <laughs> Fun sto- Oshie sto- and Berglund show up with Sutton and uh, Youngblood shirts on that they made themselves. And yeah, oh, man, it was- <laughs> yeah. I-, I remember walking into a room with it was Cam and Cam had Berglund by the shirt trying to teach him how to fight, and then it was like and Oshie and Chris Mason were there, and we ended up partying with them, and it was just like I'm like I shouldn't be this excited to hang out with someone that's like ten years younger than me, <laughs> but I was. <laughs> Uh, that's those are my that's my Barrett Jackman there, Jason. Oh, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> that's an oh. honorable mention. So I'm sorry, Chris. Go ahead. All right. So we uh, I so I went to so those some, some music questions now. So um, for Brooke Roy, your favorite song to play live? Um, Jack, you gotta go first. Lead singer. Um, taking too long i'll do high motives i like the opening song just because i'm so pumped and ready to go that that we, we use that song as an opener to to be like you know we'll, we'll do our huddle before we go on and it's just like the the same talk of everybody do their thing be safe try not to hit anybody while you're jumping around and being stupid and um let's just let's just come at the crowd if they don't get into it we're just going to keep going until they go and that that was always the the one that kind of set the bar. And then my second favorite would be the last song because then I'd be over it and then my anxiety would go away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, just being honest. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say probably, I don't know, probably there was a time. It's just awesome to like, when we play it, it's like, you don't, I don't even think about it. Like it just, it plays, but it's also just cool. Like that was the first song that ever like, we ever got on the radio and that was like our big break and to see people like listen to it and actually like care enough to learn lyrics to a song that I assure you, Jack Weesey wrote in his underwear uh, <laughs> several years earlier. It's just, it's a cool thing. I don't know. That's it's dope. Whenever people like, I don't know, when someone knows your song, you're like, that's, that's tight. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a weird feeling. <laughs> where were you the first time you heard your song on the radio in the car for brook royal yeah the first time i was ever played on or for, for brook royal uh i guess yeah we probably would have been in the car uh first time i was ever played in the radio in st louis was you Haas. that's right <laughs> it was a song called saw from a band called the fifth element we had you guys the, in the studio on the local show yep D- didn't you guys cuss on air uh, uh, well, later after that, the first time it was, we were not in the studio, but uh, or at least I don't think we were, unless we recorded earlier. But the second time, yeah, I think he shut off the mics because we were cussing. a couple times. <laughs> Degenerates. That's all right, uh, man. I mean, yeah. there was a couple of times Cooksy fell asleep in the air and it was just dead air. So uh, that's all right. <laughs> Chris had to turn around and go back to the station. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, favorite uh, venue you guys ever played in? Props. Yeah, I'm not gonna say machine shop. I know that's what you want to say, but I, I was waiting for it. I'm like, there's only one. Um, St. Louis I, is pops for sure. Yeah, pops is always home base. 
with all due because I used to work at Pops. Like I love Pops. They know they're number one. The pageant needs to get their due respect because that venue is just unreal. Yeah, yeah. The everything. The amenities and the staff and everybody there is awesome. But that being said, you can't compete with Pops. Yeah. <laughs> cool so, out of town uh, venue Waver did was uh, Bridgestone Arena just because it was a hockey arena and we got the, oh, we got yeah. to play there and there's all the Predators crap everywhere. And we I just put my, gonna... Yep, I had my Blues uh, flag on my amp. Someone did nice. a, a beer was definitely thrown at us. Yes. And and Jack fell in it. And Jack yes. smoked oh. the beer. I did. And it's like, who cares? All these labels are watching me just eat crap right on the ground. <laughs> it didn't matter. Know, it was cool. With that whole that whole uh that whole tour, we mostly played secondary markets. So we got to see like the Syracuse Crush. Yeah. Um, Binghamton uh, um Senators. Or yeah, yeah. It was all like all these uh, it was all the age Evansville Iceman, oh. which is one of the greatest uh minor league. Uh, stadiums i've ever seen like i mean it was a, the new ford center like it was like it was cost more wow. than the whole city of evansville but well i mean we're, we're all loving that stuff because you know let's go with yeah, the zamboni awesome. <laughs> yeah we're like can i ride the zamboni they're like yeah go ahead I was like, sweet awesome. I... Well, so uh do i might have two more questions i'll do so what is either the favorite band or uh i guess or or even if you say guitarist singer member of a band that kind of got you into music or made you want to be a musician <clears throat> jack you go first um probably chino from the deftones and the deftones as a whole um there was a lot of like i liked green day and stuff back in the day and all that and uh but when i kind of saw the deftones and heard their music and and all that it was just like all right well they got me now, you know, my dad said they always thought I was on drugs because I just didn't care about anything else. Once I had a guitar and, and had listened to that music because it's, it was true. That's all I, all I cared about. I just would shed it and say that you think I'd be a better guitar player. Yeah. I, I think mine was around that same era, the, the new metal era, the corn, Limp Bizkit, Stained, Deftones era. That was like, I just wanted to get on a stage and headbang like did it and play like two inches off the ground and not think about how bad it's going to hurt my back in my mid thirties. Turn like, the gain all the way up and just all the, scoop the mids. All, yeah. Play a crate, you know, dime buckers. Oh, no, God. but uh, got so much screen yeah, on this, oh, but yeah. you know, going to shows and stuff, growing up, listening to that kind of music, like going to like uh, pops Mississippi nights and, point fests and stuff like that out riverport like it was like oh god i just called it riverport yeah we're it's always going to be riverport hey, who it's doesn't call it riverport yeah so. um but you know what i mean like to think about I'm like dude if i got on that stage i could just go up there and throw down and and then you know as i got older i was like oh man being angry is dumb i like to play the guitar and so i listened to thrice and that's pretty much in city and color and that's pretty much it anymore <laughs> nice Chrissy, anything else to add before I get my final uh, question? I think you've done a good job. Oh, that's about it. I, I did my. I figured I'd do a very St. Louis question to wrap you it up. It all. So a very St. Louis question would be: What's the what's everybody ask? Where'd Where'd you you guys go to high school? <laughs> I actually went to high school in St. Louis. I went to Dismet. Dismet. Yeah, jokes on you guys. I'm from Illinois. So. Oh, sir. Uh, this like jokes on you I, guys. I didn't go to high school. Yeah, jokes <laughs> on you guys. I just worked at the steel mill. No, I uh, I'm from Granite City. I went to school in Granite City, so I went to Granite City High School. But that was like not a thing. Like yeah. even over in Illinois, like being as close as we are to St. Louis, 
when people started asking me, when I started joining bands playing in St. Louis, they asked what high school to. I was like, I'm from Granite City. They're like, yeah, what high school did you go to? I'm like, the only one there. What are you talking about? <laughs> to this day, I only know where three St. Louis high schools are. And I can only name two of them because I don't know. Uh, Rittner. Because of the story. Uh, yeah. Well, I used to live by that. And then Shaman. Shamanad's on Limburg. Yeah. Yeah. That one. And then a third one that's by me now off of Central School Road out in like St. Charles, St. Peter's area. Sure. Whatever, whatever that oh, is. Oh, Central. That, sure. That would be I didn't know you were out here now. Are you out here too? Dude, I'm in St. Peter's. Well, I'll text you where I live off of this podcast. All right. Fair <laughs> that's yeah. a good idea. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I guarantee you, I'm not very far from you. No, uh, no, you're not. If we're talking I'm, about Central School Road, yeah, I'm right off of the extension. All right, all right, all right. yeah. I'll text you. So doesn't exist anymore. So there we go. Yeah. So yeah. Be nice. oh. so there we go. Uh, yeah, Where did you so, guys go to high school, huh? Uh, Aquinas uh, Mercy High School. Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody's getting nerds, it's probably me for Dismet. Yeah. I got recruited by Dismet. I just didn't go. Yeah. <sighs> I recruited by nobody. I went to the school that was my backyard, so uh, we'll leave it there. So. Yeah, I, I went to the ones that was the only one available. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're good there. So I'll wrap up with all my questions in our Blues preview. So just to recap for uh, Brook Royal. So newest single is We Wait. It just released uh, Rules recently. So you said you guys going to release uh, like a song a month. Are you guys going to kind of wait till things kind of start to ramp back up before we start hearing some more new music? Uh, I think that we we originally planned on releasing a new song a month, and then we're we're over a month now. So uh, we got we got some things in in the uh, in the shadows. Uh, we're getting ready to do a, we're getting ready to do a video. I, I I didn't mean I didn't mean for that to be a story reference. My bad. Uh, but yeah, we're we're doing a music video with Jordan Phoenix for one of the songs here in a few weeks, uh, and then we got three ready to go. Pretty much, we're, we're going to do something creative with each one of them. So, awesome. Uh, over Try the next few months, as, as long as we can. Yeah. Hopefully, there's potentially some way that we might be able to play because uh, it, playing to 10% capacity is something we've done when this wasn't a thing. So we don't want to do that again. Like we, yeah. we, we we've worked really hard to be able yeah. to, to fill a room. So um, if we, you know, not that I don't want to relive the glory days only playing to 10% in the house, but um, you Those know, are we'll called probably, out of town shows. We'll probably just wait. Yeah, yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah. So we got uh so like I said, we wait to do a single. That, Hopefully we'll hear some new stuff soon. You can find all the whole Brook Royal catalog on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you can find your music. So uh we'll leave it right there. So if you want to get a hold of us on the podcast, it's at Blues Hockey NHL. Chris is at at Hossapalooza. And Brook Royal is at Brook Royal. And if you guys want to share your Twitters, uh, you're more than welcome to. Yeah, mine's at Jay Bonathan. On I'm only on Instagram and Twitter. So if you see me on Facebook, it's fake news. Yeah. Hold on, gotcha. I gotta look and see what mine is. And then you guys yeah. are, but in phase of uh, Brook Royal also is on all uh, platforms, to my knowledge. For I see Facebook, yeah. Twitter, yes. and Instagram, and just at Brook Royal on all three. Yeah, we're, we're still in your we're still in your top four on uh, MySpace, and our OnlyFans page comes out next week. Oh man, perfect! We already had, we released ours last month, so uh, we'll see you <laughs> oh, nice. on OnlyFans and TikTok. That's uh, that's what the we kids are not are on, on TikTok. We're not. 
So uh, we're working you know on what? That I think I think our song is actually on TikTok. Really? Nice. Yeah. Awesome. I just saw it on the when we did distribution stuff. I saw it on there and I was like, I, oh God, no one will ever use this. It's so great. Oh, no, we'll have somebody use it. We'll tell somebody to tag you in it and somebody who listen to this. We want them to use a Brooke Royal song on TikTok and make up a dance. Well, yeah. Dude, Lil Nas X just hit me up. Just text me. Yeah. And there you go. Gonna, gonna blow uh, let's see. And <laughs> uh, before we go, well, let's mention it. So our friend Will Pelly out at Rockstar Taco Shack. What up? Out- out in uh, well, Newtown is currently uh, close for the season, but the one out in uh, out by Chris and Bond apparently. So uh, yeah. to go out there to at the Diamond Music Hall and uh, get oh, you some right. tacos. So they're open, uh, to, I believe, Tuesday through uh, Sunday. So yep. right much love to Chef at... Will. I yeah. love that guy. That's right off the, the other road at Cave Springs, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So. And then, so yeah, that one is still open through the. Obviously, with being uh, cold outside, they shut down the uh, Newtown one for the season. So that will be back open in the summertime. So hit up both locations. Once again, uh, both Jack and Bond from Brook Royal. Thank you guys for doing this. I know it went a lot longer than probably we expected, but I, I told you we talk a lot. I know, but I, like I said, I appreciate the time, and like I said, once again, I appreciate uh, using the song. It does mean a lot to me and stuff like. Turn off guys. and just yeah. not really know me. Let me use it. Together and have beers again. Yes. Yeah. Here's here's visual confirmation. It's cool, dude. You can I know, it. but it just man, it's just cool. I appreciate it. And I'll be, I'll be honest, being a big fan. So I'm looking forward to when you guys are playing live again, and I will be yeah, there 100. percent So yeah, you're on the you're on the list. Don't worry about it. Uh, no, I want to know. See, the I'm the one who like I'm very much like I appreciate what you guys do. I will gladly buy a ticket. I'm glad someone appreciates it. Yeah, and I will. And once you once uh once you guys have a show scheduled, we will be definitely giving away tickets here uh, yeah. on the show. So Sweet. yeah, 2023, here it comes. Man, yeah, eventually, whatever. Wait we'll, for it. <laughs> so hopefully by by next hockey season, you never know. So we'll see, <laughs> depending when they ramp things back up. Hopefully after before the Blues then. win the cup. After the Blues win the cup. Yeah, let's do. Let's plan on that. Let's just say right after the Blues win the cup, we'll have a we'll have you guys on the main stage with uh, drunk Brett Hall again. So, one hundred percent would do that. All oh day. my god! <laughs> oh. All right. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Um, Thank you, guys. Uh, last, I, hope, I hope you yeah, feel I better. Forgot about the last the main Thank thing: you. where to find the podcast. It'll be a very good thing to do about listening to this podcast. I know. Skip ahead. I'm too excited. I can't help it. Uh, so find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, Amazon Music's the newest one we are officially on now. Um, let's see. We said OnlyFans already. Uh, Grinder yeah. is still taken down right now. Yeah. We're SCL suspended. Punk. Yeah. SCL Punk. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, MySpace, uh, check that out too. Oh, look at that. And, uh, and Jack is showing us the last couple of seconds of, and the Blues win the cup. Oh, oh my God. We did it, guys. We did it again. We landed on the moon. We landed on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Awesome. We're on the moon. Dude, All I right. have... <laughs> well, thanks, guys, and uh, we'll see everybody next time.